This is from Jerry in our Discord. Uh, Lately, I've been thinking about how I used to spend my free time when I was a kid. I've been heavily reducing my phone usage, and I'm trying to think of more ways that I've relaxed or entertained myself in the past before smartphones. Yeah, and I think the way we're going to take this is to sort of talk about boredom and how that used to be a thing that happened 10 or 15 years ago. I've spent the past couple weeks, uh, I mean, we've been working up to this and off and on talking about phone usage and trying to keep that to a minimum and whatnot. But I, I really was very hardcore about this the past couple of weeks. I've stripped off anything even remotely interesting from my phone. So I just have, I have Discord is the most interesting thing on there. Uh, mostly though, it's just messaging. There's no browser, there's no social media, there's no Twitch or YouTube or anything. Um, so that's been a big source of, or a, a big way to induce boredom and in that I just don't have a lot to do with the phone. So I've been, I've been bored the past couple of weeks and I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, how about you? I mean, you use the light phone. So in terms of phone usage, you were kind of ahead of the curve with that. Uh, but you're also busier than I am. So I don't know if you've had as much time to be bored. Well, that is true. The, actually, the last month or so, things have gotten so busy and so crazy. I've I've had something to do on every single weekend for like the past month and a half. And then we had this big convention at work. And then I got got put on this project that's just insane. And I don't know, a bunch of things. I've been super stressed and busy. So really, I kind of uh, kind of snapped after trying to keep up with all my art stuff and, and all of that. I just sort of snapped on my free time. And uh, I decided to kind of take an intentional break from from that on my free time. Okay. So and then when we brought we brought this topic up, I'm like, OK, I'm just going to lean into this boredom thing where I'm putting everything else on hold uh, and I'm just going to see what happens. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to see what my brain does when I'm not doing the things that I normally would do or that I feel like I need to do. So, yeah, I've also been leaning into this and it has taken me to some weird places. Um, uh, yeah, same. I started knitting this week. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that happened was I I sold my Steam Deck, which is kind of like a PC version of a Nintendo Switch, like a handheld gaming thing. And I'd been using that a lot um, just to sit on the couch and play games and stuff. And I, I love it. I use it very frequently. It was like a kind of the wind down thing in the evenings for me. Um, and I sold it because I wanted a newer, better one. But I sold it and then ordered the new one and the new one is taking forever to get here. So there's like a big gap of where yeah. I don't have this thing that I was using a lot. So it ended up cutting out gaming for me um, almost entirely. I play at the PC sometimes, but not that much lately. So there's just been this big kind of hole of, you know, most evenings I would sit down and play some games and now that's just not there. Uh, so it was this big vacuum of, okay, what do I do now? And my wife started crocheting and was making stuff. And she was just sitting on the couch crocheting for hours. 
And I was thinking, that's pretty chill. I kind of like that. <laughs> and so I wound up, I bought some knitting needles and some yarn and started knitting. And it's boring. It's like real <laughs> boring. Uh, but we were watching, we, we started watching TV and we've been watching the final seasons of House. So that's been kind of fun. But outside of that, it's been a lot of boredom and one of the i don't know if we want to start getting into it yet or not but one of the things i've noticed about being bored is that you you're in this state where you aren't being entertained or stimulated at the level that you want to be you know if you're doing something exciting you're not bored if you're scrolling through instagram you're not bored but you know when there's just nothing there you're bored and when you're bored, you you want to find something like it's to in, at least the way I define it is like this state of feeling a little bit unsatisfied with the level of entertainment or stimulation coming in where you're like, eh, I really wish something would entertain me. And so when you're in that state, you kind of naturally look for stuff to fill that hole that that's like just what your mind is trying to do. So if if you're stuck somewhere and you don't have a phone or something like that that's very entertaining uh at least what i notice is that i start to explore my immediate environment a little bit like i'll start to you know click buttons on my watch i'll start to notice that oh i have like a loose thread or hey my shoe is dirty and i should clean this up like you just start to notice little things and you start to seek out entertainment and so on a slightly larger scale than even just exploring your clothing and whatnot. When you're bored, you start to look for stuff that you wouldn't have looked for otherwise. So in my case, because of this big hole in my day where I just have nothing entertaining to do, I start to think, eh, what can I do? And I start to look. And weirdly enough, one of the things I discovered was knitting and I started knitting which is never something I would have tried. Uh, but it's an interesting side effect of being bored in that the boredom is what motivated me to like look for things that I might not have otherwise. So let's back up a little bit. Um, I feel like in recent years, boredom has sort of bec become a... I don't know, a trendy word to use, especially mm -hmm. in productivity stuff. It's like, oh, you, you need to be bored. Being bored is good. Uh, being bored will solve all of your problems. Yeah. And I think, not that I disagree, but I think there's more there, and I'm sure other people describe that there is more there. But if you think about boredom itself, it's not knowing what to do. And not knowing what to do doesn't really lead to anything good, I mean, in itself. Yeah. It's just a state of nothingness, and that's not good. So when we talk about boredom being good, or when anybody talks about boredom being good, I think they're talking about what happens after that state. So what you don't want, I don't think, is a perpetual state of boredom all the time, because that sucks, That's and that's dumb. Like, nothing happens when you're really bored. Right. Um, so the way I've been thinking about boredom is not so much as you know, uh, such a wonderful thing in itself. Uh, it's sort of like a four-way stop, right in the center of a four-way stop. 
And what you have behind you is uh, Sleep Street, right? So you, you could turn back and, and go to sleep, right? Because you're in the middle of this four-way stop and you have to make a decision of where to go. You're not currently moving, you're just standing still. So behind you is Sleep Street. You go back to bed, take a nap, whatever, mm-hmm. give up. It's, it's a, a wonderful, cozy street with a beautiful college, uh, cottage or something. And then to the right is your, uh, your phone, your computer, any sort of scrolling or very safe place to be mm-hmm. that uh, you kind of just pull into the parking lot and everything's taken care of. And um, yeah, it's a nice street, but it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just sort of a roundabout or something. Yeah. Uh, or you could go further or you could go straight ahead. And that leads into town, the familiar town that you you live or you recognize everything in that town. You can go hang out with friends, you know, that you know, or you, you go do all of the things that you're supposed to be doing or that you recognize or that you know. You could play your, your Steam game, although that might be in the parking lot. But it, you go work on your art. You go do all the things that you recognize and know you should do or whatever. And then there's this fourth street which is this uh, creepy, abandoned, uh, overgrown, strange street, the unknown street that doesn't have a name. Mm-hmm. And I think in our day-to-day rituals and routines, we completely overlook that street, and we choose to never go down it, um, especially in the last 10, 15 years, because there's just no reason for us to go down there. Yeah. But if you if you turn left and go down that scary street, you end up it you could end up somewhere wonderful or you could end up somewhere not so wonderful. I mean it's a it's a very strange place to wander through. Um you might find something like knitting, okay, which is <laughs> nice and safe. Uh or you might find yourself you know, letting your mind wander and it brings up past traumas or weird things from the past. I mean, it could could lead anywhere. And I think when people talk about boredom being a good thing, um, actually being a necessary thing, I think what they're talking about is boredom is that state where you're right in the center of the four-way stop. But the things that are good that come from boredom is when you are able to make a decision that is different than your recognizable streets of the safety to the right or sleep or uh, the recognizable things. But when you go to a new place uh, and start wandering around, different things happen. And that used to be a natural, a natural thing that would happen to humans all the time um, mm-hmm. when we were primitive. But even up until 10, 15 years ago, we had lots of time to start wandering around and go exploring. And in the last 10, 15 years, that road becomes more and more overgrown and we go towards um, the safety of the other roads. Um, so I, I don't know if that's too far out there, but that's no, no, kind of no. how I've been thinking about it. So, well, okay, there's a handful of things I want to talk about there. The first is that I don't know if I totally agree that boredom itself is not useful because I think there well, are some upsides to it. Well, okay. Let me... I think as soon as you start running into the good things about boredom, you're sort of out of boredom. Uh, 
that that's what I think anyway, is that well, all, all the good things like, oh, your mind starts wandering and then you find something interesting. Well, then you're outside of boredom because you're not bored anymore. Right. <laughs> OK, well, let me ask you this. Do you think you'd be better off just without accounting for the four way stop and what new creatures you wind up going to whatever? Like, forget that. If you spend an hour being bored or an hour scrolling through TikTok, which is better or worse for you? Obviously, the boredom, because the boredom would lead to no, something. No, no, it doesn't matter what it leads to. There, okay. There's no, there's, there's no other boredom. thing. Yeah, you you have a busy schedule. Every minute of your day is booked, except for one hour, and during that hour, you sit down and are bored out of your mind, or you scroll through TikTok the whole time. Okay, the positive there with that boredom, where even if you don't end up on anything more interesting, is that it at least gives your brain some time to relax. Uh-huh. And, okay, all right, all right, I see that. Whereas if you're scrolling through TikTok or whatever, you are training your brain to constantly need entertainment and satisfaction. The boredom makes you a bit stronger and more adept at handling longer periods of time. Um, okay. All right. All right. All I mean, right. look, I remember being a kid. It's like a detox. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate to throw out the term dopamine detox because everyone I hate for you to do that too, but yeah. right. Just because it's popular. And so that makes it annoying, but I remember being a kid. I, I want to acknowledge your point here. I remember being a kid and being bored out of my mind almost every day. And it wasn't no. because I was a kid. It was because when I was a kid, we didn't have smartphones and barely had the internet. Like I remember when we got 28K modem that you had to like ask your mom to get off the phone so you could get on the internet. And it was horrifyingly slow. Like that's... I was bored because that's when I was a kid or I was bored as a kid because that's when I was a kid. I remember being bored out of my mind so often. I remember as a kid thinking that one hour was an unimaginably long time because I remember being bored and trying to wait for an hour to pass was just torture. It felt like an eternity captured inside that hour. Now an hour is nothing because I'm constantly entertained. But it was not as if my life was wonderful and roses and I was entirely healthy and free of bad things. It's not like boredom was the key to happiness. I still got upset and anxious and depressed and frustrated and all of those things. So I think there is a big uh, romanticization of boredom now. You can go watch TED Talks of people talking about how the secret to life and everything is being bored and how it totally resets your brain. And I don't think so because things weren't that great as a kid. But I do think that there are some major upsides to boredom, even on its own, just as its own thing. Um, And probably more so than that to me boredom is a symptom of the environment that you're in and when you're never bored that's just indicating that you're in a very high simulation environment and i think that there are some major downsides to that i think like huge downsides to that so in a sense 
you know, you're saying ah, boredom might not be that great. It's more what happens after or whatever. But I think when you compare it to scrolling for an hour on TikTok, you can't really separate the argument out. You can't say that, well, boredom itself isn't that great, but scrolling through TikTok for an hour is bad for you because boredom is the absence of those things. So in a sense, you're saying not doing that for an hour is good for you. That's boredom because boredom is the choice or this situation where you aren't doing the other stuff that makes you not bored. Does that that was a stupid argument, but do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. I I Do you think it's better to be bored for an hour or to do something mentally uh challenging and engaging and healthy for you for an hour? That's a good question. Um I mean, it's a weird thing to talk about because the lines of boredom itself are not super well-defined, I think, anyway. Right. But, yeah, answer that question. I think that when you are bored, the amount of stimulation that your mind is getting is not meeting what it wants. And I think that that... I'm going to answer your question. I'm not just going to dodge it, but I'm going to... It's going to be slow. So I think that that situation is good because the way I think of it is like your mind has some level of stimulation that it wants. And if the amount of stimulation that you're getting is higher than that, then that level of want will start to drift upwards towards the amount that you're getting. So if you're, you know, doing something very stimulating and you know TikTok and that kind of stuff is like that's what that is we've spent many years and trillions of dollars researching how to make the most stimulating thing uh, if you're doing that very entertaining tons of novelty super super short like context window constant context switching you know that level of stimulation is really high and so in your mind, like the, the amount that you want starts to follow that level. So it drifts up and up. And then when you take that away and you're like, okay, now I got to go to work. I got to do my taxes now and focus on one very uninteresting thing for a long period of time. That level of stimulation drops a lot. And your mind is like, oh, I hate this. This sucks. This is not what I want. So when you're bored, that level of stimulation is lower than what you want because you're, okay, at least in the way that I define it, you're like kind of looking for something. You don't really feel content with the amount that you're getting. But because that's lower than the amount you're craving, that level will start to drop. I mean, to me, that's that's what's happening when you're bored on some level is that the amount of stimulation you're craving is coming down. So that, I think, is of huge benefit because if you can get to where you aren't craving a high level of stimulation then you can focus and you can relax. And I think that there are some pretty nasty symptoms of needing a very high level of stimulation all the time. In particular, ADHD-like symptoms and depression and anxiety for sure, and it affects your ability to sleep. I mean, it's it, I genuinely think, and I there's plenty of evidence for this, that it's really bad for your health and certainly your mental health. So boredom, I think, has a big benefit there and that it is a throttling down of the amount of stimulation that 
your craving. Now, that's not the only thing that can work that way. If you do something that's a low level of stimulation, but still entertaining. So for me, knitting and watching a TV show that I've already seen like four times, you know, it's entertaining, but it's also a lower level of stimulation than, you know, gaming or scrolling on the internet and stuff. And so, you know, there is some level, I think, of throttling down there too. And it's not quite as painful as just staring at a wall. So right. anyway, that to me, like that's the benefit of being bored. Spending an hour working on something that is mentally stimulating, but let's say like in a good way, it's challenging. It's pushing you a little bit. You're applying yourself. You're maybe accomplishing something that you want to accomplish. Obviously, that has a lot of value and prioritize that a lot. But even though it's it's healthy, it's not it's kind of like eating a healthy meal versus a bunch of junk food or Halloween candy, right? Like spending your mental energy on that versus scrolling around on the internet. There is still a cost in terms that it can be fatiguing. And I think on some level, it it is still an amount of stimulation that might be higher than baseline. So if you do that all the time, I mean, you can become workaholic type where you're, you just can't get away from work and that can be detrimental to your life and things like that. So I can't really say either or. I think obviously being able to apply yourself mentally is very key. But I think you need the recovery. Like you need to at some point be bored because that is what really allows, you know, your brain to relax and lower that stimulation level. It's kind of like saying is it more important to uh, like do a set of bench press or to do three minutes of rest. Like, right. You can't do sets all the time with no rest. You'll hurt yourself and it's counterproductive, but the rest itself isn't like they, ha they both work together. And so you need both of them appropriately timed. That makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. I also think there are some activities that I would label as uh, or, or put into the category of boredom. But I don't know, like you doing knitting and watching a TV show, that's real low-key. Although the end season is not low-key. No, yeah, we're on season eight. It's pretty rough. Yeah, I know you're pretty into that because it's a great show. Um, so I don't know if I would label those activities as as you know, right. boredom activities uh knitting maybe but you know it, and for me you know you're talking about boredom and and lowering the attention seat or, or the uh, entertainment yep. level that you desire whatever to me you know i couldn't sometimes before i go to bed or something for a half hour or an hour or whatever you know I'll, I'll read a book or just chill you know no electronics whatever and that to me kind of falls into that same category of you know it's not super stimulating and it's not mm -hmm. like i'm scrolling or whatever and sometimes it's sort of hard to continue reading because you know i just expect more entertainment or whatever but it's very relaxing and i feel like it gives me that lowering of entertainment uh level that i'm often at so but it's still an activity and i don't know maybe i'm just 
splitting hairs here, but I mean, how often are you 100% totally bored out of your mind and using that in your daily life? Like, you know? Yeah, it's not a lot. I mean, well, okay, let's take another step back for a second. So I was kind of talking about boredom as if it's this thing that lowers your level of stimulation and whatever. And I, I think that's part of it. But the other part of it is that I, I would define boredom as you know, if you're reading a book and no, it's not mind-blowing, it's very low-key, it's relaxing, but your mind is doing something. You're reading through a story and picturing the things that are happening and whatnot. So your mind is occupied. So I don't know that I would call that boredom. I mean, I gave the example of knitting and watching House because I just wanted to say that I think that there are being bored is not the only way to lower your level of stimulation, right? But if your mind is occupied, I don't know that I would call that boredom. To me, being bored is one, you aren't getting the amount of stimulation that you're craving. And then two, your mind is free to want to be doing something else or to be thinking about things or whatever. You know, your mind is not being occupied. So if you consider that as part of the definition, then reading a book is not being bored necessarily. You might get bored of reading the book where your mind no longer really wants to be on the book, but I wouldn't call that a state of boredom. So there is still a distinction there, I think, between low-key activity and outright boredom, where you just really aren't doing anything interesting. Let's look at how different life is now from before. Okay. And, and why it is that we as humans are never bored anymore. Um, for me, I, I mean, I've since switching to the light phone and I still have to switch to my smartphone pretty often for many different reasons. But in terms of overall phone usage, I mean, I probably went from like three to four hours down to less than an hour um, in a day. And that is just like Spotify. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty much. So I, I don't use a phone really at all, unless I'm editing a video or, or recording stuff. But really, in terms of scrolling, it's just, it's not really there. Um, so I've made great progress on that. But if you, if I compare my life now to where it was when I was in high school or something, it's an entirely different world where mm -hmm. I, I have a computer right in my room where you sit down and the the general routine is to just sit down at the computer, turn it on, and then, you know, something comes to you and, and finds you, entertains you. Um, same with the phone, although not so much anymore. But, um, and then in the car, I mean, you're not even looking for a CD to put in the, the player. It's just like hooks to your phone or, or whatever. It just immediately starts entertaining you. I mean, and then the, you know, TVs in every room. I mean, there's just, there's no place in modern life for any sort of boredom or wandering or thinking. Yeah. I remember Netflix uh, back when, I don't think he's CEO anymore. Reed Hastings was talking about Netflix and this was like the, the rise of Netflix when they had got into streaming, nobody else was in streaming and it was just starting to just explode. Uh, but he was saying that Netflix isn't competing with other services. You know, it's not 
Now, that's not really true anymore, but at the time, this was true. That Netflix isn't competing with HBO or, you know, traditional cable or anything. It's competing with going outside or going to a restaurant with your friends. You know, the goal was not to get you to choose Netflix over other services. It was to choose Netflix over everything else in your life. And that's what they were after. And you can see that in one, the shows that they put out, uh, but also, you know, the interface, it, you can't even stop for a second before it starts playing a trailer and then just starts playing a show and it just wants to suck you in so desperately that you get like three seconds after an episode is over to click the button before it plays the next one. Like they just, they want you on there all the time, every second of the day, but that is what they're after. And that's not just Netflix. I mean, he said it, uh, the most plainly of anyone I've heard, but that is the case with every social media site and service out there is that the objective is to get you to spend every single waking second on their service. That's what they want. They want the maximum possible number of usage minutes that can be had. And so what that boils down to is competing with everything else, trying to make you never bored. Anytime you have any inclination for entertainment, they want you going there to to put your eyeballs on their side to ultimately view ads. I mean, that's or, or to pay for their service. That's what they're after. So it is no accident that we live in a world, like you're saying, where there is never even an opportunity to be bored unless you force it to happen. Uh, or, you know, exotic situations that rarely come up. It used to be you couldn't use a, a phone on an airplane. There was no internet, but they fixed that. Don't worry. You don't have to be off your phone when you're on an airplane now. Like, all of that is taken care of. Uh I don't know, maybe you have a court date or something. They'll make you put away your phone, but it just, it hardly ever happens. So there's been just, like I said, trillions of dollars and massive effort. I mean, the the biggest industry on earth is tech and its main goal is this, is to make sure that if there is even the slightest gap in your life, you're going to spend it, you know, doing this stuff. So yeah, the world is just massively different in that way. The thing that I find even creepier is that you don't even notice it. Yeah. I, I've spent some time, and, and this is what Jerry's comment was, is thinking back to when you, you know, how you used to spend your free time as a kid. And it's hard. It's actually really hard to think back to the sort of daily activities you did as a kid or a young adult or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, to remember how much time you had to be bored or to just explore things, try new things or spend time thinking or sitting and listening to music or whatever. I mean, it's weird because I never noticed the change happening. I never noticed the evolution of all of the the -hmm. tech and everything. It just, you know, happens one little thing at a time before, you know, you're 15 years later and the whole world is completely different and you're a different person. And, it just creeps in and it's so simple, um, but you just don't notice it. And no one really, well, I mean, people do now, but no one really sits down and compares their life to what they had, you know, a decade ago to what they have now. It's just sort of part of your 
daily routines. Um, even in the last year, my job has upped, or in the last two or three years, they have upped the uh, the amount that is expected from you, um, from them on your phone or computer. So now you have to respond to things at home on your computer or on your phone. You have to use this authenticator app through all this stuff. I mean, that was not the case a couple of years ago, but now there's so yeah. many, I mean, it just creeps in from all sides all the time. And you never flag it as all that important because it's just, you know, another small thing in the day, but yeah. Well, going back to pre modern era being a kid, I remember, and I'm sure you remember some of this too. I think this fits into your metaphor of like being in the intersection is that as a kid, I remember being so bored, just nothing to do. And there's just nothing you could do that you couldn't just pull out your phone and be entertained. That didn't exist. There wasn't even iPods. I mean, music was like you had to go buy a CD and put it in the CD player and sit there and listen to it. And you didn't have any money. So you had like four of them and they would get scratched and ruined anyway. Like they're just there was nothing to do. And that would motivate you eventually the stuff that doesn't seem that interesting, you're like, well, I'm going to do it anyway because there's nothing to do. So your standards for something that is worth doing just drop dramatically because there's just nothing else. Right. And we would usually end up digging a hole in the backyard or something. Yeah, we dug a hole to water <laughs> many times. And so here's what's funny is that you remember that and I remember yeah. that too. It was a memorable thing. I remember discovering, we would just go explore. We were lucky in this way and that we lived kind of out in the woods a little bit. There wasn't a lot around. So you could just kind of go wander off and find weird stuff in the semi woods. But I remember discovering, uh, we we called it Trango Tower. I can't remember why we named it that, but we did. I remember Trango Tower. As yeah, well. of course. Yes. It was this dead, this was so dangerous, but it was this dead pine tree, huge pine tree that had died. So there's no branches left other than like kind of busted, half-rotted stubs coming off. Uh, but where we lived, there were uh, grapevines. I called them Florida grapevines. But they would just cover everything. They're these I don't know if they're invasive or not. Probably not if they call them Florida grapevines. But they're, they just cover everything. So this tree had been completely consumed in vines. But just because of the nature of the vines, there was like a foot or two gap between the trunk of the tree and then this enclosure of vines so you if you found this tree you start at the base and you would climb it but you're like climbing inside of a cave because it's just these thick vines everywhere until you get to the top that was high way too high for small children to be climbing and then you would like kind of come out of this canopy of vines and be up top this giant tower overlooking you know the countryside and it was super cool uh, there was also like adjacent smaller trees that had been covered in vines and there were these pits of vines between the trees. Mm -hmm. So you could go to the top of Trango Tower and jump off, fall into a into a pit and then slowly fall to the yeah. ground uh, in the embrace of these vines. It was extremely dangerous. Oh yeah. But... There was also these other like big thick vines where a tree like the vine would be wrapped around a tree and the tree would like collapse or something so it would stretch this thing tight like a tightrope and there was a couple of these just shooting off of triangle tower so you could like try to walk across it or monkey across it again 
it's cool that we didn't die. But there was stuff like that that you discovered. And the reason that that discovery was made and why we were out there wandering around the woods, of course, a lot of this is kind of kid stuff. Most adults wouldn't be doing this no matter how bored they are. But still, you know, kids these days aren't doing that for the most part because they're entertained by their stuff. Like they aren't bored out of their minds and going out there and trying to seek things. And that is true of life now and that I don't need to do anything new ever. There's no need and there's no desire necessarily unless I psych myself up to it because I am literally never bored ever. Not... Something like Trango Tower or the hundreds of other stories I could tell about the things we did, like when we spent... This wasn't you, but like me and Bradley spent, I don't know, a couple of weeks trying to push over this dead tree. Uh, <laughs> we finally did. And then a rat came out of it and I think it bit him. But anyway, like just not great. No, but just random stories like that, that somehow our yeah. uh, life, you know, I mean, just minimal things that <laughs> mattered, even though they really shouldn't have. Yeah. And the things I don't look back on or don't care about at all is whatever I saw on Instagram yesterday. Right. I don't right. care at all. Um, you know, that, and that's the point that I wanted to get to is that that stuff that you do, that's not easy. That's not just kind of mindless entertainment that prevents you from being bored. I mean, yeah, sometimes it's a total waste and there's nothing interesting that happens at all. There's plenty of days that I don't remember because it was just boredom from dawn until dusk. But because of that motivation and desire to find something, you wind up looking in unusual places and doing unusual things. And those can actually turn out to be really rewarding and interesting. Those are the memories that I have of being a kid. The stuff that I remember and will remember for the rest of my life. And like you said, scrolling around on Instagram, I don't remember a single damn thing from that because it's trash. It doesn't matter. Right. We buried treasure in a peanut butter jar at mom and dad's house. We never dug yeah. back up. I think there's money in a peanut butter jar somewhere. Um, well, it was like 20 paces. Probably yeah. not worth a lot. <laughs> Should have buried some Bitcoin. Anyway, yeah, I, I think the things that matter, you end up finding from a place of exploration or boredom or whatever yeah. and there's no place for that um in modern life or, or very very little um and yeah I, that's sad yeah and i think too that the um i can't remember maybe this was cal newport uh deep work great book talking about how the things that are valuable and this is like a business perspective. You know, if you're going to your career, the things that you do, the thing that's valuable is what he calls deep work, being able to focus very deeply for long periods of time in order to make, you know, deep connections and do things that aren't trivial, that can't just be done by somebody who's just kind of showing up and doing whatever. And AI, I think, has made that ever more important. In that AI is getting to the point where it can do almost all of the little things that don't require a lot of deep focus and deep thought. You know, 
I see this in programming. Almost any random little thing that you need, I need a function that takes these things and does this thing and outputs this. AI can do that. Like, that is covered. What it can't do, at least for now, fingers crossed, is the really deep stuff. So the value as a human programmer is the deep work, 100%. And not that we're necessarily talking about work here, but the stuff that is rewarding to you as a person requires some depth. I think it requires some focus and persistence and willingness to spend a lot of time just looking and exploring. And I mean, why you guys spent two weeks pushing over a tree stump I don't know, but you know, I've done done similar things as a kid too. And yeah, as stupid as that is, probably a pretty incredible sense of accomplishment when you finally do. And that's very memorable. And it's good that Bradley didn't get rabies. Uh, right. That was lovely. well. If if I'm remembering it right, no, it was sort of in the swamp. It was just this big yeah. dead tree, and we're like, what if we push it over? And I think there is. I think Timothy was probably there. A couple other people were there. But yeah, we worked really hard to push this thing over because we're young boys that thrive on destruction, I guess. And we finally push it over. A rack comes out. I'm pretty sure it bit Bradley. And then we were sad because we had, I don't know, destroyed this tree <laughs> that we, I don't know. Uh, but for some reason, I, I guess that stayed with me. I um, remember we had built a tree fort or yeah a tree fort and we were thinking oh we have to defend it you know we got to build booby traps around it oh yeah and so we tried a bunch of things and eventually we like hauled a tree trunk like a big heavy log up into the tree and then somehow rigged up like a tripwire out of vines and whatnot to where mm -hmm. if you ran into it this log fell down and killed you and I remember, I think it was mom or dad came out and were like, no, you, you can't just kill someone. And we had to take that down. But anyway, yeah, it's surprising what you can come up with. Well, I was the victim of a lot of those booby traps that you and Wesley made. So Yeah, you had the unfortunate um, status of being younger. Yeah, I didn't get smashed by a big log, though. So Yeah, that got shut like down that. before it like really got brought into action. I would have killed someone for sure. Anyway, don't get that bored where you start planning <laughs> right. to kill people. Right. Uh, okay, so what do we do? Well, yeah. Well, okay, first, let's, before we get into what we do, let's come to agreement, come to an agreement here on the value or lack of value of boredom because, you know, we're at least at the start, we're kind of disagreeing here. So what do you, like, how bored should you be how often, how much is it necessary? I mean, what do you think? I think the, the only thing I, I was trying to get across is that, I don't know, people sort of worship the word boredom. Mm -hmm. But if you really think about it, it's like, well, you don't really want to just be bored all the time. Like, that's not, you know. But if you view it through the lens of when you are bored or when you're doing a lower entertainment level activity whatever you're you are making yourself stronger and healthier um for when you do the more important more focused activities that you yeah. you need and want to do um so if you think about it like that it's beneficial however i 
I guess that if you look at the positives or the things that you really want out of life and out of boredom or whatever, they are those stories that we have. Um, mm -hmm. They're the things that matter. And I would say that when we're, when we were climbing Trango Tower and jumping off and pushing trees over and whatever, having or living life, I would not say that those times we were bored. We ended up there because we were bored in the first place. I, I don't know. And I, I think defining it exactly is maybe just kind of annoying. But yeah, I think boredom is important because it could lead to something very meaningful and in yeah but i and i guess you are right the act of boredom is useful in itself but the things that i sort of focused on were were kind of what happens after you are bored when you start exploring and the things you find so i guess there's value on both um but yeah yeah the way i think i would lay it out is that Again, I don't worship boredom either. I mean, we're reminiscing about the cool things we wound up doing out of boredom. And that's awesome. That's like a major upside. But I also remember just there were some days so bored and it sucked. Like it, what, you, you wouldn't ask a kid who's been bored for the past four hours. Hey, are you feeling great? Are you loving life? Or like, no, I'm bored out of my mind. This sucks. Give me something to do. This is terrible. I hate it. You know, I, there's not, it's not like boredom leads to euphoria necessarily. So to me, the way I would think about it is one, and I think about this a lot now. I try to recognize this in myself all the time is that what is my baseline level of stimulation craving? Where is that at right now? I can be in a really good headspace, feel very calm and focused and able to pay attention to things that I want to pay attention to. And that can go on for, let's say, a week. And then within a day or two, if I start doing things that I know are going to move that that needle or change my level of stimulation craving, like, you know, scrolling and whatnot, within a day or two... It can be dramatically different where I can't comfortably sit down and do those things anymore. I mean, that I'm become very aware of that. And that doesn't mean that it's solved. It's still very tempting and easy to wind up doing those things that screw up that stimulation level. Probably should come up with a better word for it, but you know, whatever, you get it. The, you know, baseline dopamine, if you want to try and think of it that way. But that to me is incredibly important. It, it's important to the point where if if it's too high, if I've been doing too much of that stuff, I can't do those things anymore. I can't sit down and read a book. It, I just, I won't focus on it. I can't focus on it. I read a few pages and then my mind just starts to wonder or I just feel uncomfortable the whole time. I mean, that is a really important thing that is not appreciated often that I think we all should be paying a lot of attention to. And boredom is not necessarily the cure to that. I, I do think it's very helpful or can be helpful. If you're never bored, you're probably not lowering that, that level of stimulation very much. But again, low-key activities, things that are very uh, linear and focused for a long period of time, like you can get there that way. But 
to me, that's that's super key, and boredom is a part of that puzzle. Uh, the other thing, though, is that you know the other side of boredom is having some time where your mind is not occupied by something external, um, and that I I really think is important as well. I think there are connections that get made. You know, people always say they have their best ideas in the shower. It's not because of the shower. It's because you don't have your phone in there. You're just doing nothing. And so you get all these great ideas in the shower. It's just because you're stopped and you're still for a minute. And it doesn't have to just be the shower. It could be other times too. You know, there's a, that's why. And that's a very important thing. Not that you need to be doing that all day long, but there needs to be moments like that. You need to be able to make connections in your brain where you aren't, you don't have something in front of you uh, occupying your attention. So the, you know, boredom, I think, fits into there. It's not the be-all, end-all. You don't need to spend three hours being bored out of your mind every day. But I think you should be bored sometimes for brief amounts of time. And above all else, you really want that stimulation craving level to be very low. Because otherwise you can't focus. And you can't spend the time on things that are actually valuable. You wind up just seeking novelty all the time that just... You never even remember it. It doesn't mean anything. It's just trash. Okay, what do you do? Well, a couple of things that have worked or are working for me. Okay, so my computer shuts off. That's been wonderful. Uh, switching to a light phone. Mm -hmm. Highly suggest figuring something out similar to that. Although I've also completely edited my smartphone. Mm-hmm to the point where there is nothing fun on there. And uh, doing that has freed up a lot of time for me to think. Um, I, I mean, it's a hard thing to do. All of these restrictions that you can put on yourself, eventually they sort of bleed back or they, they, they go right back. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. What are some things that you do? I mean, I know I've used this example a lot, but I think of it as following a very similar trajectory to food and diet in that, you know, we, for a while, we were really kind of making fun of Americans, the Western diet, how the American diet was so bad, but it's becoming pretty clear that basically every country is headed in the same direction. And it's really nothing in particular about American food. Uh, it's that Food used to be very restricted. You know, there was only so many things you had access to to eat. They tended to be, you know, less calorie dense and harder to get, whatever. Um, but we get more and more kinds of food that are engineered to be very hyper palatable, you know, very good to eat and not tiring to eat. You can just eat an entire bag of potato chips because their the mouthfeel is so good the salt level is perfect the, the everything right so the types of food just gets bigger and bigger more and more appealing becomes more and more available there's you know we, we just we live in an environment where food is unlimited and it's evolved well beyond what it used to and that is just happening everywhere and the bad effects of that are becoming incredibly apparent you know, I th the the lifetime risk of diabetes now, at least for someone in the U.S., is like 50%, meaning like half of people are going to get type 2 diabetes. 
as we move into the future, which is insane and incredibly damaging to your health. Very dangerous. Uh, so that's, that's food. That's what happens. There's no particular food. People argue all about sugar, about fat, about salt, about carbs, about refined carbs. All like none of that really matters. What really matters is that food has just evolved to this point where if you just let yourself eat what's there, you're going to be unhealthy unless you are a bit of an outlier genetically or behaviorally for the vast majority of people. If you just eat whatever you want, you're going to be very unhealthy. Uh, and we are on the same trajectory for what you do with your mind. It used to be like we're talking about, you didn't choose to be bored. You were bored because you had no choice. So your mind had to throttle down. It didn't, you just, it had to, because that was the environment that you lived in. But now that is not the case. And it's not just that there's more things that are more entertaining. It's not, not just that, hey, now the household can own more than two books. It's we're inventing things that are newer, that are designed to be more and more stimulating and more and more accessible. I mean, this stuff is in your pocket, in your phone. It unlocks just by looking at it. You tap on an icon and it's there and it's in your face. Like it's it's incredible how far we've come in the science of making you stimulated all the time, every second. I mean, the uh, the Apple Vision Pro is coming. And one of the things that we discussed there is that now you're going to be able to walk around and do normal stuff like folding laundry with YouTube blaring in your face in you know picture in picture in your life i mean that's what they're after so it's going to continue to get worse if you can believe it and there's going to be something that comes after TikTok that is even more exciting like we are living in that world and just because it's super common and normal does not mean that it's okay or that it's good for you in the same sense that just because half of people are going to get type 2 diabetes doesn't mean it's okay now it still sucks. There's still some, I mean, you can lose limbs. Your risk of heart attack is like doubled. I mean, everything is, it's really bad. And that's the case for this stuff too. So <laughs> I know we're trying to talk about solutions here. The only, the only way to, at least in my mind, the only way to eat healthily in the current environment, which is very unhealthy, is to put up barriers and find the restrictions that you need or the eating patterns that you need to be able to eat healthily because the environment is not designed for that. It is designed for you to be able to eat all the time as much as you want. And I think for the mental stimulation part of it, you have to take the same approach. If you just say, nah, I'm just going to do whatever that's normal. That's what everyone else is doing. Then you're going to suffer some ill effects and you may not even realize it probably don't realize it you know, we really were shocked did not realize how big of a deal using your phone all the time was until we stopped and then it's this revelation of oh my god this is so different the way my mind works is so different within a day or two you're thinking in a completely different way just from putting the phone away it's crazy so people don't even realize it. and i think we're, we're getting there but you have to erect barriers and intentionally develop patterns of behavior that don't just follow that, eh, I'm just gonna do whatever is presented to me because it's really unhealthy.
Yeah, this, you know, I can say things like, oh, have your computer shut off or, you know, put your phone down or plug it in or whatever, or delete apps. It almost doesn't matter. It, it, the thing that has been frustrating me for the last couple years is this exact problem is that all of the trends, the society, everything, just like food, um, it is completely working against all the things that I've always treasured and valued in my life. Yep. As an artist, musician, the things I really care about are are the feelings and thoughts that I have and how to put those into music and art. And that's what I've treasured my whole life. And weirdly, in the last decade or so, the whole planet seems to be running straight for everything that demolishes all the things that I care about. Now, yeah. that that makes me sound like an old person or complaining, you know, senile old man or whatever. But, I mean, if you just look at AI art, I mean, it's like, hey, we don't even have to think anymore, guys. Just type it in and it happens. And it's <laughs> like... It's like, well, okay, cool, but you're destroying the things that actually mattered in the first place. So cool, you can make more money, you can be more efficient, whatever, but the things that actually matter, you are destroying. It's going everywhere into every facet of my life um, and everyone's lives. And many people are so excited about that. And um, it's not like I, I hate people for being excited for new technology or whatever, but there's so little attention given to the absolute complete destruction of the human existence. So suggesting little things like, oh, have your computer shut off or put your phone down for 30 minutes a day, it's a joke. And I'm just so extremely disappointed in all of humanity. Um, and where we are headed. And I, I know there's also a lot of wonderful things that are changing and happening, and people are starting to talk about this stuff. So it's not like I'm completely a cynic. But as a whole, I am a little terrified about where we're headed. And the fact that you have to fight so hard just to get half an hour of a time where you might start to think, to feel bored for 15, 30 minutes, whatever. You have to fight so hard to get that. That's a, a heartbreaking thing. Um, yeah. S say goodbye to the meaningful memories and life experiences and uh, go sit on your phone and look through TikTok or Instagram or watch something else on Netflix. I mean, it's just sad. Um, well, okay. Just to try and provide a counter-argument please do go for it incredibly dark take on humanity and life which i i agree with i completely agree with to draw the comparison with the health stuff thinking about but, the implications of potentially half of people having type 2 diabetes just to just to identify one aspect of the problem is terrifying i mean the in the U.S., our healthcare system sucks to begin with. It is not even remotely prepared to deal with that as we're headed there. And the, the line has not changed. It's, it's not just staying bad. It's getting worse. There is, there's no improvement, not even close to improvement. It's just getting worse and worse. And that's an awful thing. But as an individual, you do have some agency. You can 
keep yourself healthy. It's difficult. It's more difficult than it used to be because we are living in this environment. If it wasn't difficult, we wouldn't have this problem. But it is something that you can do as an individual. And it amounts to a bunch of small things that don't feel like that big of a deal. You can get your energy intake expenditure into balance. You can do that. And it's not by doing this Herculean task that's super hard. It's not like having a baby. It's making a bunch of small choices and changing the environment that you're in, like your immediate environment, the food that's in your house, when you eat, what those habits are. You can make all these little adjustments. And yes, it's very hard to get them to stick. But in part, that's because they just don't feel like that big of a deal. Where you think, ah, I'm going to stop eating at 8 instead of at 10 right before I go to bed. But then you're like, eh, it's 8.30, it's not that big of a deal or whatever. It's 8.45, I don't care. What's the difference? And it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. But that is one of the things that factors into you being a healthy eater versus somebody who is not a healthy eater. I mean, it it matters. And that stuff, it works if it's all in the right place and you're able to keep it there. It can change the trajectory of your life. And by the same token, this like having your computer shut off at nine at night, you've said several times that that has made a huge difference in your life. And it's, it's a small thing seemingly, and yes, you could get around it, but it ends up, it matters. And if you put enough things in place, like you use this stupid light phone, and I mean, I say stupid because it just can't do much, right? But you use that, you have the computer stuff, and eventually you get into a place where like, hey, you're actually, you're doing all right and not having to deal with this constant level of distraction and attention stealing. So it is doable as, as an individual. Humanity-wise, things are going to get way, way worse, and it's actually going to be terrible. And there's all kinds of things to talk about there. Suicide rates are going up and depression, anxiety are like off the charts. And this is at least a major contributor. That's super depressing and awful. And that's not going to change for a long time, if ever. So the conclusion is you have to do it yourself. Yeah. And the positive is that there are tools out there to help you do these things. But the other it's negative thing is that it, it is going... It it has been and it, it it's increasing, but it is a a constant battle to fight for these things. Yeah, but yeah, I guess it boils down to the person because the actual environment of the society that we all live in is not going to grant you any um, any benefits in this area. No, it is actively working against you, and it is going to remain that way. It sucks, but it is. So take care of yourself. <laughs>